This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. Hour three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining. As I said a few minutes ago, Chris Chmielinski joining us right now. He is with Numbers USA. Chris, welcome back. Thanks for having me back on. Always a joy, and I promoted this just a few minutes ago, talking about the, uh, you know, really the support that Hispanic voters are giving Biden versus Trump, and it's not doing well for Biden. Yeah, it's not a pretty eye-opening poll from the New York Times Siena found that uh, roughly 30 percent of Hispanic voters have shifted uh, away from President Biden and and not necessarily into former President Trump's camp in the in the polling, but uh, the the gap has been closed. Correct. Biden had a 33 point lead over Trump in, in 2020, and and currently only has a three point lead in the national polling. And I'm so, guessing, Chris, uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing because as they see this invasion that literally we have at the southern border where it's people are coming from all over the world, by the way, it's not just we all we always think that it's just, you know, uh, true Mexicans that are coming across the, the border, you know, Mexican residents that are coming across the border. These people are coming from all over the world. We talked about that with you here a few weeks ago as well. So there's a misconception there in our country. And I think, by the way, I think a lot of Hispanic voters know exactly what we're talking about. And I think they also get upset at the fact that in a lot of cases, these folks came here legally. They are they have citizenry. They've gone through the hoops, if you would, jump through the hoops. And I don't think they like the fact that we're just now flinging the door wide open. Yeah, no, that's absolutely the case, and you know we've got a we've got a, a a growing population of second, third, and fourth generation Hispanics in this country Correct. too. So these these are not these are people that have been born and raised here in the United States, and as you mentioned, are they're U.S. citizens, obviously, if they're voting in our national elections. So they're you know they're they're concerned, and they're law and order folks too. Yes, they are. Some of these people that come from some of these countries where they've had communist uprisings, things like that. They want law and order. Yep. And what you're seeing on the border is the opposite yep. of, of law and order. And nationally, with our entire immigration policy, it's not just at the border, it's the interior of the United States. This administration's just not enforcing immigration laws. Uh, Hispanics, yes, they tend to be a little bit more favorable of things like amnesty, but Overall immigration numbers, they seem to want those reduced from historical levels, and they're okay with enforcing immigration laws, particularly in the interior of the United States. I've also found and know some of these folks on an individual basis, Chris. I also find them, which I'm one of the few 
probably conservative talk show host because I, I have some other folks that even I associate with inside of our own company here, and most of them don't agree with me when I say this. But I think this open border policy with our current administration could very easily backfire on them because I think they look at that and think, oh, there's a lot of these folks that will eventually become you know, voters, and they're just automatically going to vote for our side of the aisle. And I would differ with that because I know a lot of these individuals that come here and to your point, Chris, these are in a lot of cases families. Uh, these are family-driven individuals. Uh, they're two-parent homes. Uh, you know, they are conservatives as far as their values go. In a lot of cases, they're very high church-going individuals as well. To your point, that you know, they don't mind having an e-verify system. Uh, they want the levels reduced. I mean, these are individuals that understand the American dream. And, I want, and they want to achieve it, and they don't appreciate the way they're being treated, if you would, or being handled by this administration. Yeah, I think you're, you, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and the other thing, too, is that many of these illegal border crossers, particularly the ones that are coming from, from Central and South America and, and even maybe the Caribbean islands as well, um, they're in, a lot of them are settling into uh, communities that have a large share of, of a Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. Hispanics make up a significant share of those communities. So it's their own communities that are being over-inundated. When you look at the numbers, and you're talking about over the last two and a half years alone, five to six million people have come into the country, and if they are mostly settling in these communities where Hispanics happen to live, you know, we're talking about adding major cities to the United States in just a few years. Yeah. Um, so they're seeing it not just not just from the lack of law and, border, uh, law and order, both at the border and the interior of the country, but their schools are becoming overcrowded. Yeah. Their, their, their hospitals are becoming full. Their roads are becoming overrun. The infrastructure isn't able to compete with the mass number of people that are moving in as a result of these immigration policies. No, you, you are, you're spot on. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And it's, it'll be interesting, again, to see how things play out. And, again, I don't have a crystal ball. I just I know some of these individuals and some of the folks that, you know, have, have come here. You know, they're seeking a, a better life. You know, they, and, and I've got one good friend of mine who did everything legally. It took him, Chris, 10 years. In fact, he had to go back to Mexico for a short time to kind of reestablish things when some of his paperwork was, get this, lost. He had to go back and start all over again. It took him 10 years to become a U.S. citizen, which, by the way, I think that needs a complete overhaul as well. It shouldn't take 10 years to become a U.S. citizen. He he brings value. He's a business owner. You know, He is a guy that is supporting our economy. He's a good conservative guy just like you and I. I mean, he understands how this works. And you know what? I'll take as many of those as I can get, by the way, Chris. Right, yeah. I. You know, I'm I'm not one to necessarily defend our legal immigration system. Numbers USA has been speaking out about our current immigration system. It sucks. For, for, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that. It sucks. Years, right. But a, a lot of these people, a lot of these Hispanics, right, they've, they've sponsored individuals. Um, and we can debate the merits of those programs, but they've, 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 they've sponsored their family members to come into the country. And, and, and you're right. They're doing it the right way. They're paying money out of their pocket to go through the background check, go through the process. And they're waiting 10, 20 years before they're able to get into the country. And had they only known if you can just skip the border, yeah. maybe pay the cartels a couple bucks, to smuggle you across the border. Boom. You get a free ticket in the United States. Um, and but, by the way, it's those, and I've talked to these people individually, one-on-one, even asked some of the questions you and I are talking about. They 
especially those ones that have come the way that you and I just said, they are a thousand percent that they're bigger against this than you and I are. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, they they are. And again, we're seeing it not only in this new poll from New York Times Siena that shows the discrepancy or or the loss of support amongst Hispanics for for President Biden, but you know, we partner with Rasmussen every two weeks to put out a new poll just to get the pulse of Americans across the nation. 59% of Hispanics in the most recent poll felt that the federal government wasn't doing enough to, to, to secure our borders and enforce interior wow. enforcement here in the United States, enforce wow. our immigration laws. 59%. Wow. There's not a whole lot, not a whole lot of them that either that think, I think the percentage is about 13% that think the government's doing too little. So a large majority of, of Hispanics want to see something done, and it's not being done. Mm. Uh, that's amazing. Gr- great report. Chris, thank you, as always. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Numbers USA, folks, you can go there. You can support. And, Chris, thank you for all that you guys are doing. We appreciate it very much. Thanks. Anytime. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. And, again, Chris Chmielinski. Numbers USA. Geno's Auto Service is next, folks. And again, if you're looking for some help with your AC, your air conditioning, which you need in the winter months as well for your defroster, they've got a great special on that right now. And you can check that out at genosautoservice.com. And don't forget, Geno starts with a J. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000-miles peace-of-mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. All right. Do you have leaky doors, windows, things that you want to get fixed before winter? And winter is... uh... They're talking about it being a colder winter than normal. So if you want to save some money on your energy bill, call Dave today and find out what he can do for you in your home. Veteran Windows and Doors, klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors actually educates their customers so they know exactly what their codes are. All of their products are rated to exceed those codes and maximize the return on your investment. Everyone claims to make the best windows and doors, but Veterans knows that every window and door has to be tested for how efficient it truly is. Owner Dave Bancroft will tell you the energy efficiency ratings have to be clearly labeled on your windows and doors when you receive them at your home. If the windows and doors are not Energy Star certified or do not meet your local energy codes, the windows will not earn you any rebates, credits, or energy savings. Window and door replacement is a great investment in your home. However, if they aren't properly rated for efficiency, you are just throwing your money out the window. No pressure, no upsell, just plain facts, so you can make the best decision for your home. Get 40% off labor and material costs for the month of August with Veteran Windows and Doors by visiting klzradio.com window. Group insurance analysts, for all of your insurance needs, they can take care of you, business, home, auto, you name it, they can do it all. And they're a broker, again, so they'll work on your behalf, e-gia.com.
Finding the right home and auto insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. You need an expert in home and auto insurance to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of home and auto insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online. Whether it is your home, auto classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Get more without paying more. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Jersey Joe, what's going on, sir? Oh, John, a couple of three, four different things. One, Fauci. I've never worked for a private company or run a private company where something you invented yep. while you're an employee didn't belong to the company. Not what you. a bunch of nonsense. That belongs to us as taxpayers, not him. Right. It was invented on, you know. On my it, dime. It, right. It's called work for hire. John, my names, if you check, if you Google my name in the U.S. Patent Office, you'll find a couple of patents with my name on them. I don't get any royalties on those patents, even though the things I invented are in wide use to this day. You know, and why a, is that, Joe? Because they were in, because my employer paid me to develop those things, and therefore, when I went to work, I agreed that anything I invent while on your payroll belongs to you, not me. Now, and if you is, wanted to not be on their payroll and you wanted to invent those things on your own, you could have done so and then had some royalties, right? Exactly, like the guy who invented the in- intermittent windshield wiper. Right. He did that on his own. He, he didn't do it while in while And in almost went broke fighting the folks that stole it from him. Right. Which, which but, by the yeah. way, is another problem you have when you're doing it on your own versus working for somebody like you did. Right. But when you work for somebody and you invent something on their dime, they're paying you to work. That's right. You know, you're creating a product, and they own yeah, the if product. If, if anything, Joe, first of all, I don't believe in these royalties, period. But if we're going to have any royalties, those should be coming back into the Treasury, not those guys' pockets. 100% correct. And that that's so, the way this should – and by the way, that in far, again, as I said earlier, if I was a politician today, Joe, whether it's Donald Trump, DeSantis, Vivek, whoever it happens to be today, if I was running for president today, that would be one of the first things I would be campaigning on to get changed immediately. And if I was running for you know, Congress or the Senate, I would be doing the exact same thing. That needs changed. And it's not just Fauci. I understand there was like uh, 20 or 30 of those guys. Oh, yeah, a bunch were. of them. There were a bunch of them. It's, you know, it's, th- it, it, you know it's, it's close to probably, by the time you add all of these up or the, over the last, oh, I don't know, Joe, probably the last 20 years, I don't think I'm exaggerating this, it exceeds a trillion dollars. I think you're right, because I, I read, uh, it's, I'm, I'm going back six, seven months, John, but I know it was well over $500 million. That's right. And it's continu- continuing to this day. It just keeps going and going and going. And, and, and again, if you take a 20-year time frame and look at all of the payments that have come in for all, you know, like he said, there's over 2,000 drug companies plus startups in this country. You add all of those up over the last 20, 25 years, it's got to be a trillion dollars. Easily, easily, John, easily. Which should have come back into the American the state, United States of yeah. America, Treasury Department's coffers. Yeah. Yes, if a if a drug company is producing a drug that was developed with uh, you know with taxpayer dollars, the taxpayers, not the not the bureaucrats, not the individual, 
not the taxpayers should be the beneficiary. That's right. Of those, of those. That's right. We we are the company. Think of it this way, everybody. We're the company that's providing the payroll for these individuals to work for us, and them getting a royalty is a slap in the face to me as a as a taxpayer, Joe. Hundred percent correct, John. Couldn't agree more. It's a bunch of gr- it's a bunch of crap, is what it is. Yeah. It needs fixed. It, it it needs to be fixed. And and, and by the on. way, COVID. This is the thing that I don't think any of these guys realized. COVID exposed all of this. Most people had no idea. I didn't. I didn't know this stuff existed prior to COVID. Did you? Neither did I, no. And when I learned about it, I was aghast. Me too. You're kidding me. We're paying these guys to develop drugs, and then they're personally getting royalty checks? Yep. For the rest uh, of their lives, lives. Joe. Right. Again, uh, John, it's, it's inconceivable to me. Again, I've worked... You know, for big companies, small companies, I've run companies. Never in my life have I seen a situation nope. where the employee yep. uh, was the beneficiary of the work product. Every you know, citizen of this country should be furious over this. But, John, how many people outside of your listeners know anything about this this, this travesty? Most of them, I'm guessing, Joe, I could be wrong, but especially those that are on the left, they look at this as propaganda. It's not true. This can't be right. It's just talking points that the conservatives have. I don't think they even believe it, Joe. Uh, John, you're probably right. I mean, they live in a, I think they all live in a state called denial. Yep. Uh, uh, it, you know, you can present them with all sorts of facts. You know, they're, you're lying. That's fake news. Uh, you know, that's from Fox News. Uh, that's not true. John, they, they absolutely uh, just— They uh, relish in saying those things, Joe. They, they really do. They and, really and, do. It's just, and, and by the way, it's why I say all the time that being on the left means you've got some sort of— I won't talk about it, but did you see the little picture I sent you this morning of the dog, fit, dog, dog food bowl? Oh, yes, I did, actually. It's hilarious. <laughs> it goes right along with what we're talking about. It absolutely does. It really does. And, and again, I, and I mean that in the kindest way I possibly can. If you're on the left— you frankly are not thinking clearly because you will buy into anything. And, John, their confirmation bias is so strong. You know, again, this morning, as every morning, I go on these liberal words, and they post the most outrageous, unbelievable things that are easily disproved. With, you, know, you know, Google's your friend. One click of a mouse would show you that what mm-hmm. they're telling you is BS. And yet these, yeah, that's right, we need to fix this. This has to stop. No, you idiot. It isn't happening. You don't need to fix something that isn't happening. Correct. Like the rich need to pay their fair share. Well, the top 10% pay 73% of all the taxes paid in this country. They say, we need to start taxing the wealthy. Well, freak, the wealthy are being taxed out the wazoo. Correct. And if you, if you don't know that, you're an idiot. Yep. Uh, you're 100% correct, Joe. I mean, it's just uh, this whole, this whole um, – Royalty, which I call kickbacks. I mean, again, they they couch that in a nice word, you know, royalties. It's a, it's it's nothing more, Joe, than a kickback, as far as I'm concerned. And again, we need to continue to expose these things. Like I said, I mean, I, I you know me, I follow a lot of things, and I've been on air for long before COVID ever came around, and I had no idea this existed. And John, if you were one of these guys at NIH and you were looking at the potential of a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars worth of quote royalties over the next decade. Uh, how critical would you be of approval of a drug that you were involved in? I wouldn't be. You wouldn't be. You I wouldn't would do be. everything in your power to make sure that drug got FDA. And, and everybody listening, let's make sure we get this correct too, Joe, because in some cases it's not a hundred or 200000 over their lifetime. It's that much each year for their lifetime. For some of them it absolutely is. You take somebody so like again, Fauci, he's making far more than that on an annual basis. Right. So it's just a, a huge 
conflict of interest. Thank you. That's um, the that's that's the word we really should be using. It is a huge conflict, conflict of interest. This would be like let's let's use a comparison, Joe. This would be like I can get a you know I've got a regular driver's license. I got a motorcycle endorsement, but maybe I want a CDL. But so maybe all I need to do, Joe, is really just run down to DMV and slip them a hundred bucks, and I get my CDL. It's no different, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. No, Am yeah, I yeah, right yeah. in my comparison? It's exactly the same comparison. Yeah, because there's an incentive for the person to say, "Yeah, you know, you, I think you could probably drive a, a CD, you know, a tractor, eighteen wheeler." Yeah, here's your CDL. Yep. Where's because my hundred bucks? And oh, by the way, I want bucks. that hundred bucks every year the rest of your life. The rest of your life. Yeah, because because <laughs> I gave you the approval. <laughs> That's to drive right. A, so to I mean, we, I mean, I know that sounds like a really simple comparison, but but how is it any different than what these guys are getting? John, it's not, it, and that's, it, it's so sad, and again, and the left doesn't believe it, and even on the right, I don't think, I'd be stunned if 5% of the people on the right uh, know about it. I would, I would agree with that, Joe. I, I think they've, they've heard about it, they haven't dug into it, they, they don't know what some of these numbers are like we talk about here, and yes, my listeners are very smart, they listen, they know what we're talking about, but you're right, probably, probably 5-10% of conservatives really know what we're talking about, and the other 90% yeah. have no clue. Again, why? If I were running a campaign right now, I would make every candidate, I don't care if you're running for dog catcher on our side of the aisle, I would make them know this. Yes, uh, every candidate, yeah, and it it should be front and center, and it's one of the things, you talk about um, draining the swamp, John, that's that's part of the swamp water right there. That's exactly right. Well, and and the other thing it would do for you, you know this, what it would do for you as a candidate is give you credibility, because as people start reading through this and figuring, oh, there's actual real real papers on this these guys did yep. a freedom of information act and this is the stuff they they found and it's legit i mean this would just add tons of credibility to you it really would um and you know, republicans past have done a horrible job of campaigning um and one of the worst ones by the way i'm going to go back to a local one walker stapleton oh. ran the worst campaign yes. for governor i ever saw in and my by the family. way one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet but his campaign was awful he could have and should have blown Jared Polis out of the water. That's right. And I was just appalled yep. at how weak his campaign yep. was. He had so much potential ammunition. He well, could I, I'll, I'll give you another comparison. Look at Ron DeSantis today. He, he's no different. Look at his campaign. Nope. And now, granted, he just made a bunch of changes earlier in the week, but he's got to get after it or he's not going to have a snowball's chance. No, he's not. He, he really not. So let's hope DeSantis can pull it out. Or, uh, By the way, personally, I think... Um, this country is ready for uh, to elect a female president, and if DeSantis can't do it, I think our best second best shot with or or another black either Tim Scott, you know the black senator mm-hmm. or Nikki Haley, uh, I think. Yeah, I don't be, think Nikki Haley's got the fortitude to do it. If you want a woman, it's going to be somebody other than her. No, Christy Nome. I, I think, frankly, I think, and I, everybody keeps laughing at me for this, but Vivek, if he keeps on the track that he's on right now, and he keeps doing the things you and I are talking about, which, by the way, he's the only candidate doing it, he he, he speaks to the middle and the young voter. Yep, he does, and I would be thrilled to see him. By the way, the next president, we're going to have two Supreme Court justices retiring yep. during the term of the next president. Um, you, you better know, have somebody that understands that. Right, so, uh, you know... Even though I, so it's so critical we have a Republican in the White House. Yep. Um, so it's so getting control of the White House is the number one priority. Agree. Who that Republican is is number two. Agree. So people say you know it's Trump or nothing. No. No. You got to get control of the White That's House. That's right. Thank That's you for saying your that. Number one, your number one priority. That is the number one. That is the only goal. Only goal, and for, and don't you know who the, who the horse is. 
is second. The question has to be who is the best horse to win it, not who's the best horse to run it. Thank you. Because if you don't win it, you can't. Doesn't run matter. It. You're not changing a thing if you don't win it. Right. So we got to win it. You want to quick jump to a couple other things? Yeah. You know what? Give me give me a, a, a second to give a timeout really quick, Joe. We'll come right back. Hang tight. Extreme Auto Repairs coming up next, folks. Again, the dealership alternative when it comes to auto repair. Give them a call today. Anything you need. Three zero three eight four one ten seventy one. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done. And that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients. So when their ASE master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. High Five Plumbing, folks. Again, a touchless water faucet, which, by the way, those are really cool. If that's something you're interested in, call and find out how that would work for your home. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing not only provides the highest quality plumbing service, they also give generously back to the community. Since 2018, High Five Cares has raised over $81,000 for nonprofits, supporting our local communities. Each month, High Five highlights a different local need and gives a portion of their revenue and 100% of merchandise sales to the charity. For example, last month they raised over $3,500 for clothes to kids, supplying hundreds of families with limited resources with school clothes. And when High Five partners with a charitable organization, they go further than financial support. They elevate them on social media and in blogs and bring community awareness to their causes. Even their technicians appreciate the program, giving to various organizations and recommending new charities that High Five can partner with. And you can too. Support your community by using the plumbing services from a local impactful provider. Call 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or klzradio.com slash plumbing. Premier Home Remodels, if you've thought of doing a remodel, but you really have no idea how the process would even work, Premier will walk you through the entire thing and tell you exactly what they need to do, and they'll give you some ideas along the way as well. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will help you add more space to your home. There is a growing trend in building additional dwelling units right now. Whether the additional unit is a mother-in-law suite, an outdoor patio, an additional room, or simply just extra space. Premier will guide you expertly through the entire process. Your home will increase in value and there will always be a market for homes with new additional rooms. And when adding an additional dwelling unit, you will always have an open and direct line of communication with the Premier Project Manager. 
Premier Home Remodels works with an experienced, licensed, and insured network of professionals with over 20 years in their trade. So you know your expansion project will be in good hands, as promised. For your home addition, contact Premier Home Remodels by visiting klzradio.com slash remodel. I'm Josh, a technician with Business Equipment Service. We all know how frustrating it can be to deal with a salesman who doesn't necessarily understand your needs or what product is right for you or your company, especially when it comes to purchasing new office equipment. As your technician, I can make the right recommendation for your home or office, get you the best deal, work through the delivery, installation, and training for you and your staff, and most importantly, be there to support the equipment long after your purchase. At Business Equipment Service, you don't get less, you just pay less. Check out what our customers have said about us for nearly 20 years at BESofColorado.com. That's BESofColorado.com. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Jersey Joe with us. All right, Joe, continue on. So, John, just curious, uh, did you mail your $147 check to New York City Mayor (laughs) Eric Adams yet? Yeah, I'll get right on that. So, yeah, for those who don't know, Mayor Eric Adams is saying that he needs $12 billion in federal aid. That is such a huge – again, I know you did the math, but where does that number come from? Well, they've been saying all along that it's been costing them $350 a day to house, clothe, feed, and educate uh, the children of those migrants, and they're up to 93000 um Migrants a day, and they've got some numbers that they're spending 2.2 million a day, uh, so many million a month, blah blah blah. Um, well, first so of all, that's 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 high. You and I could do that for a fraction of that, by the way. And frankly, um, why are they there? That's the other well, question way, we always have. John, when they're putting these people up in the Roosevelt Hotel, they've taken over half a dozen hotels, and there's no such thing as a hotel room in New York City that's less than 200 bucks a day. That is true. So, you know, if you're starting off with 200 bucks a day for a hotel room... Yeah, that's true. Good point. And then you've got to... Now, could you do it cheaper in Omaha, Nebraska? Absolutely. But in New York City, uh, where a hotel room started 200 bucks, and then you're talking food, clothing, medical care, and educating their children. And I'm trying to remember what, it, what the average cost to edu- educate a child in the school system. Isn't it like $24,000 per child per year? Something like that. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so... You know, he may be exaggerating a little, but $12 billion, and your share, if you're a taxpayer, your share of that $12 billion will be $147. Yep, so, yeah, that's right. So that, that was one. Other thing, um, electric vehicles, did you see where Ford is, I is projecting they're going to lose $4.5 billion? And what stuns me, I don't know if you read the thing about the uh, tax credits. In, in Colorado, oh, yes, yeah, I talked about that a little bit the other day. Didn't get into great detail of it, but, yeah, I did talk about it a little bit. So just to the big picture, you can get up to $26,000 in tax credits. If you have the right household income and you're buying the right, in, the right vehicle, you can get a, up to a $26,000 tax credit, which is more than half the cost of a $50,000 EV. Now, John, if you could buy a $50,000 EV for $23,500, wouldn't you be doing that every day of the week and twice on Sunday? Yes. So, you know, and, and it's, it's not just Ford, but I've read stories where EVs are piling up on dealer. Yeah, dealer no, they are. they are. They are um, 
gaining inventory across the board. I mean, I think there's a couple of exceptions to that, you know, Tesla being one, but they've got a completely different model on how they get cars out to the public anyway. So you kind of have to remove them. But everybody else is, is gaining inventory, yes. Yeah. And by the way, and the rate of change, just just four months ago in March, Ford said, yeah, we're probably going to lose $3 billion. And now 120 days later, they said, uh, you know that $3 billion we told you we're going to lose? It looks like it's going to be four and a half. John, you, the world I come from, big business, to be that far off in that short period of time, something has happened dramatically in terms of the trend. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they've... Well, they, I, to your point, well, as an owner of one myself, I can tell you that, first of all, there's not very many inexpensive ones left. The Bolt is leaving the market, as you know, and that's been the most inexpensive EV there is. Most EVs, and I drive these on a regular basis, they're starting in the 50K range, and it's nothing to see one that's in the 75K range. I just drove a Mercedes last week. It was 130K, Joe. So, you know, the reality is they're out of reach for most individuals that would buy those. They still have range anxiety. Most people, even though it's not necessarily justified, it's there, and they haven't overcome that yet. And then you've got all of the other issues when it comes to, you know, is your house equipped? Can you actually put one, you know, put a charging station in your house? Can you put it in your garage? Uh, you know, do you have a place to park? Is it, in, is it indoors? All these other factors come into play, and that's something that government especially, and I, I think even the the automotive manufacturers themselves have missed a lot of that. They, they don't understand the market. Right. You look at how many people live in apartment complexes, you know, in and around big cities. Well, even the people, Joe, that live in a house with a garage but can't park in it. Can't park in it, right. Yeah. You know, so even that's gonna, a factor. Where are you going to plug it in? Absolutely. So you take out people who can't park in their garage or people who uh, only have a one-car garage and have two cars, or people, or the literally millions of people who live in apartment complexes, EV is not practical for them. No, now, as a, nope, now if, you, if you if you have a, if you live in a house, two-car garage, and you need a second car, John, I you know I'm thinking back. My wife hasn't driven more than 200 miles in a week in the last five years, so for her, an EV would be the perfect. It would car. work fine. Yes, it'd be it fine would, with her. Yes. Be the now, on the now. same token, Joe, this is something else that I think is happening on the EV side of it. In most cases, even somebody like yourself, you're probably going to keep her car and add another one to it. And that's typically the EV owners. There are a few that I know have strictly EV and EV only. But most EV owners, it's the second, third, or even fourth vehicle, uh, Joe, in the family. And what I think is happening right now is outside of the, the weird Tesla buyers, and yes, they are weird, and it's their own little cult, by the way. It's, it's a whole other world, and so I'm not talking about them. But all of the other EV buyers, Joe, I feel like they've reached, and you would know this term better than I, but sort of that saturation and or tipping point whereby those individuals that I just mentioned that don't mind having a third or fourth vehicle, and it's a novelty, and, and you know it's technology, and they want to own it just to say they have it, and so on, and it's a thrill to drive. I'll give everybody that as well. So it's that individual where it's either a muscle car, an EV, or both, and they can afford to do so. Those are the individuals, but you reach a point where there's only so many of those buyers out there, and I think they've reached that. Absolutely, absolutely correct. You know, there's this initial demand, um, and then once that demand has been satiated... They're over the peak. Uh, the peak, rather. Then, uh, you know, the annual sales are going to start to fall. You know, at one thing, you know, I've got a lot of business partners. I've got a lot of uh, fairly affluent friends. And the big thing was, you know, if you didn't have a, a Tesla, you were not part of the in crowd. Right. Well, now everybody's got their Tesla. Right. Right. So, That's right. You know, 
So, and, and, uh, and for everybody listening, the average owner of a Tesla is a mid-30s to mid-40s single male. That's the average with, owner of a Tesla, by the with way. With an annual income in excess of $100,000. That's exactly right. Yeah, that, that is the average Tesla owner. So, that again, that's its own segment, if you would, Joe, that I'm not even speaking to because they're going to do their own thing no matter what, and that's not the average EV buyer. And again, that's where you know Musk, by the way, did a great job of marketing to those particular individuals, But and I know his goal's very lofty. He wants to see a Tesla in everybody's driveway. Not going to happen, though. Not going to happen, that's right. Not so, going to happen. So, so that's just the update. And, and really quick, I want to add one, one more thing to all of this. I don't know if you saw the news on this today. This came out in Automotive News. The UAW has a new demand that would nearly triple the labor rate to $150 an hour per employee for all the three automakers. If wow. that happens, Joe, those guys are done. They're done. Um, they can't afford that. Uh, John, you know, I'm going to go back. When I used to work for Carrier in Syracuse, we had 3,600 manufacturing jobs in Syracuse, and we had a, a very powerful labor union. And contract negotiation after contract, they won every single battle. Mm. They wound up losing the war. If you if you do Google Earth of Carrier Circle in Syracuse, New York, that used to be this massive complex with four different manufacturing buildings. It is an empty lot. The buildings are gone. They've been bulldozed. I personally helped move out thousands of jobs out of upstate New York to places like Georgia, Tennessee, Arkansas, and even some to Mexico because the unions just made it. Yep. You couldn't. You're in a global environment. We're competing with Korean air conditioning, Daewoo, Mitsubishi. Yep. We're competing globally. Our, our competitors San Yo, are not, on down the line you go. Right. And so we said, look, we cannot compete, um, you know, with these Japanese and Chinese and Korean air conditioning manufacturers paying the wage and benefit packages. So we just kept saying, okay, you win, we give up. And but meanwhile, we were every year we were moving. We were every time we came up with a new product line, we would build a new factory and build that new product. So as the old products phased out. Uh, we just kept, you know, shrinking the workforce. And today, that entire complex, four manufacturing facilities, a bunch of office buildings, uh, research center, John, it's gone. Mm. And that put that entire city wow. into a, not a recession, a depression. Right. Uh, homes are, right. you know, because people got yeah, Well, that's what the UAW will end up doing to the automakers if they allow it. Yep. Uh, and, you know, those, those towns, like the Lord's, Lordstown plant. Yep. Uh, those cities will go into depression. Houses yep. will get foreclosed. That's right. Businesses will close. That's right. It's called winning the battle and losing the war. And unions are are famous for winning battles and losing wars. You got That's it. That's what's going to happen. I'll leave it at that. Joe, great. Appreciate you very much. Thanks for the call. Right, Thank, Thank you very much. Have a great evening, Joe, from Jersey. Flesh Law Firm is up next, folks. Anything you need when it comes to the legal end of things, and I, and I mean that, really, anything, whether you're looking at an insurance claim, somebody's not paying quickly enough, you've got a business contract, something you need done along those lines, the only thing that Kevin doesn't do is family law. Other than that, he's your guy. 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. 
personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. When your air conditioning isn't working properly, you're sticky, hot, and miserable, and you just want it fixed fast. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air have the staff, vehicles, and inventory to do the job right, right now. Smaller companies often have to order parts or come back another day to finish, but Absolute has the staff to repair your AC typically on the same day. Even if you need an entirely new HVAC system installed, in many cases, they can do that by the next day. Absolute's highly qualified technicians also have best-in-class support back in their office in the rare case they hit a snag and need assistance. This means that you don't just get one tech, you have a whole team of techs who will help get your home cooled off without unnecessary delays. Right now, for KLZ listeners, Absolute will take off up to $500 for a full AC furnace install. Reach out to Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today at klzradio.com slash absolute and get cool fast. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. All right, as I said earlier during the hour we had with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House, if you're looking for a doctor similar to Dr. Kelly, he's not exactly Dr. Kelly, of course, but he thinks exactly like she does. If you want a provider that thinks along the same lines as what she does, and we've been talking about now for the past two and a half years, Dr. Scott is your doctor. For an appointment, call 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. I should start this with an apology, which I apologize. Scott Garlis, who is normally with us on Thursdays, either Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending upon the week, and he wasn't with us last week or this week, he's on vacation. So a couple of you have asked, we don't hear Scott today. Is he coming on, coming back? Yes, he will be back with us next week, and I know some of you look forward to hearing 
from him. And I apologize. I should have stated that a little bit earlier today. And honestly, I just got to rolling along and Joe called and I didn't even think about it. So, yes, Scott will be back with us next week. Actually, probably Wednesday because Kurt Rogers will be with us next Thursday. So I believe Scott will be with us next Wednesday instead. So, yes, he will be back. He's not gone anywhere. He just happens to be on vacation, kind of the end of the, end of the summer vacation with his family before uh, his kids go back to school. So there was an article in the Wall Street Journal. And you guys have listened to me long enough to where I would hope you would know that even a blind squirrel finds a nut occasionally. And I will always give credit where credit's due. Now, I don't know all of the backstory here, but I will, on the surface here at least, give credit where credit's due. President Biden has signed some new uh, orders, if you would, that basically eliminate... U.S. companies from working with China when it comes to certain technology. So after years of blacklisting Chinese companies and scrutinizing their investments in the U.S., the Biden administration is sending an unmistakable sign to American businesses to steer investment away from China. An executive order issued just yesterday, while narrowly targeting a critical leading-edge technology with military surveillance and cybersecurity, and cyber capabilities more broadly aims to reorder the flow of American capital and expertise away from its biggest global rival. The order prohibits U.S. investments in advanced semiconductors and quantum computing and requires American investors to notify Washington about investments in other types of semiconductors and artificial intelligence as well. It also bars U.S. citizens and permanent residents from taking part in prohibited deals. So again, I will give credit where credit's due. I was actually surprised at seeing this. I don't know where this is coming from or whether this is just a ploy from him and his party moving forward as we have an election year coming up next year or whether this is a way to, in a way, uh, disguise his cozy relationship that he does, in fact, have with China. I don't know. But as I said... I will always give credit where credit's due, and I will always criticize where it's appropriate, whether it's on our side or the other. So in this particular case, do I agree with this particular executive order? Absolutely. We should not be doing business with China on any of these levels, period. They steal far too much from us as it is. I can't stand that country. I despise them for what they do, not the citizenry, because there's a lot of folks living there that I believe are good, solid people that would love to escape the communist regime they live under, because that's what happens in communism. You want to escape. So I'm not talking about those people. But the folks that are at the top and that are running the evil organization enterprise that is the Communist Party of China, the CCP, I have a disdain for them, utter disdain. They are ruining people's lives, and they will do everything they possibly can to ruin ours. I believe that wholeheartedly. I am not a fan of China, as you all know. It bugs me to no end when I buy something that has their name on it, and I do my best not to, but sometimes it's unavoidable. So, yes, I am that guy. If I've got two different choices of a product and I can see one's made in China and one's not, I'll go to the one not. In fact, I'm that type that... I'll buy it from any other country besides them. In other words, if there's not a U.S. supplier, I'll buy it from any other country besides China because I can't stand buying things from them. 
And I know at the end of the day it hurts some of their citizenry, but I can't help that. I don't want to help the government out either. So in this particular case, I will give credit again where credit's due. So the White House officials say that this order intends to deny China the know-how, market access, and other benefits U.S. venture capital and private equity firms bring with their investments. This is further likely to rattle the American companies doing business in China, coming on top of the weakening Chinese growth, COVID lockdowns that made travel to China difficult, and a recent pressure campaign against the U.S. and other foreign companies amid rising tensions between Washington and Beijing. I I didn't uh, talk about this yesterday, but... The other thing China is really suffering from right now is tourism. Most people don't think about that being a big revenue generator for them as a country, but it actually is. There's a lot of people that go to China to see you know, everything from the Great Wall of China to a lot of other things that go on there. And their, their tourism is way down right now, and that's also affecting their economy in a great way. So as we, we talked about this yesterday with one of our guests, they are not doing well economically, and frankly, I could— care less i'm i'm all for that craig go ahead i'm like you if i've got a choice of buying something made in china or made somewhere else i avoid the, the me too and, and i and i realize craig sometimes there's no choice but when there is i make it well a lot of times on tires even um some of the tire makers um have gone to selling you know tires that were made in china taiwan right I feel a little bit better about Taiwan than I do China, but definitely not China. Yeah, right now, in fact, the way Taiwan is, I'll do anything I can to support them, given the fact that they want to battle against them and they, they don't want anything to do with China. So in that case, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with that one. But you you do, when you've got got a clerk or a, somebody in a business and you ask, you know, what, what choices you have, and if you ask them uh, where they're manufactured, that's... I won't buy anything made in China if I can help it. They, you you get a strange look every now and then, but I think they understand when you explain it to them. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know that there's a ton of pushback, given that people know that we need to support American jobs as much as we possibly can. Well, you know, just, you know, that's kind of the mess we're in is because so much industry in this country was— Yep. Because, well, because of expensive labor. You're well, I, what Joe labor. was talking about earlier with the you know UAW is a great example of that. Well, didn't didn't a lot of the car makers go bankrupt because the pensions they were paying out? Yeah, in fact, that was one that was one of the biggest issues with GM back when we did the big bailout was because of the legacy costs they had. But you know, and, and again, could that have been fixed inside of GM years and years and years ago? Yes, they just had crappy leadership. Yeah, and and, and again, it's it's just it's not wasn't sustainable. Right. You know, they could continue to pay those kind of pensions, which is in a similar what we're doing right now with Social Security and and, and para and others like that in this government. Oh, and did you notice that uh, our Secretary of State has over $200,000 in student loan debt? I did not see that. No, that's a new one. Thank you, Craig. I did not know that. Yes, Jenna Griswold announced, and of course, she's... I'm surprised Soros hasn't rate. paid that for her. Right. Well, she's disappointed that Biden wasn't able to dismiss the student loans, but you know, she's she's been employed long enough as a secretary of state. She could have paid off some of those uh, student loans. Um, yeah, she's not making bad money at all. She could have easily done. And again, she's had a lot of help from the Soros's type. I'm surprised that hasn't been paid off. Yeah, well, she, again, she's crying, crying foul because the interest rates that were charged on the student loans are what she feels are excessive. And and stop. And I'll say this publicly, Jenna, stop your whining. 
you're fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, she's not. Yeah. Again, you know how I feel about her, and uh, oh, me too. Governors, so. Me too. I, I have no use. I, I'll state straight up. I have no use for her at all. None. I think. I think she's right. corrupt. Sorry, I'll just say it straight up. I think she's corrupt. I don't I, like her I tactics. So. I don't like. I don't like how she handles things. And I'll say one last thing as a business owner: their new website. And if any of you are listening from the Secretary of State's office, your website sucks, and it didn't used to. And that's from somebody that uses it, Craig. Right. So I'll just I'll end with that. Craig, thanks. I didn't know that. Appreciate the update on that very much. I will check that out myself. Golden Eagle Financial. Speaking of student loans and debt and finances and so on, uh, if you don't have a plan in place and you need to get one, uh, Al can help you with that. If you've got a plan but you haven't checked in on it and you don't have an advisor that you talk to on a regular basis, have Al instead. 303-744-1128. You've been saving diligently for years without the help of an advisor like Golden Eagle Financial. So why should you start now? Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that when your nest egg is small, you can get by with an automated service or app. But as your savings grow, you need a trusted personal advisor like Al to help you navigate difficult market conditions. Golden Eagle Financial Plans can make up to 20% more than automated services on average, meaning you'll create more income when you need it. Al Smith's 30 years of experience has taught him how to keenly watch the market, and it tells him when it's smart to make a move based on your risk tolerance. You need Golden Eagle Financial to make objective calls on your assets and protect your nest egg in the smartest, most thoughtful way. Don't take your retirement plans into your own hands. Trust the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and protect your future by going to klzradio.com money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Stay up to date with Rush to Reason after the show on Twitter at Rush to Reason. All right, a little housekeeping. Tomorrow we have got, of course, uh, movie reviews, Jewels and the Last Voyage of Demeter, and then Respect Your Elders, movies with your favorite older actor. And then lastly, I had somebody text in and say, you know, you guys really need to do your homework because DeSantis, Haley, Scott, you know, they're all just a bunch of rhinos and bought off by rhinos. If you send me something like that in the future without backing it up with some facts, I'm deleting it. That is nonsense. If you're just going to go off of hearsay, don't send me a text message because I'm not going to read it anymore. From now on, if you want to send me something that's that stupid, then send me a some detailed backup on what you're saying. Otherwise, I'm considering it hearsay and gobbledygook. We'll be back tomorrow. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.